I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John, very, very much. I am mighty proud to have Callaway's as my sponsor this hour all year long for many, many years now. Thank you very much. I'm proud of the men and women who work at Callaway's and with whom I get to stand alongside and uh, just uh, hold them up because they are spectacular. And we welcome you to the program. And thank you for listening in on this uh, warm, balmy, warm Sunday morning in late July. If I can help you with a plant question, pick up the phone. Give us a call, won't you please? We have five lines. We choose to use three of them. We use one to call another one of them, tie both of those up so that we only have three in action, and uh, that shortens your on-hold time. I, I just think that's more humane. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I'll be here until 10 o'clock this morning to answer your lawn and garden questions. I want to start out with the St. Augustine thing. Let's take that one off the table so that we won't uh, get it time and time again. That's usually what happens right about now. Chinch bugs are causing St. Augustine to turn brown out in the hot, sunny parts of your yard. St. Augustine that doesn't respond to watering and still looks dry probably has chinch bugs, maybe in the same place you had them last year and the year before that. But it's always going to be in a hot, sunny part of your yard, not in the shade. And you need to get down on your hands and knees and look for the small black insects, a little uh, smaller than BBs. They'll be black with irregular white diamonds on their backs. If you find them, there are plenty of labeled insecticides available at Callaways and other nurseries and also at uh, hardware stores and feed stores. Lots of good products for controlling chinch bugs. If, on the other hand, you have a lawn that is awash with yellow and St. Augustine lawn or zoysia, and uh, you have tried nitrogen and that didn't green it up, it's not iron deficiency. That's gray leaf spot, and nitrogen actually makes it a lot worse. Uh, it exacerbates the problem. This is a hot weather disease, a fungus, that gets into those two grasses and causes the uh, uh, illness, the sickness, the weakness. You'll see the gray leaf spots on the blades and on the runners of the St. Augustine. Again, they'll be about the size of BBs, and again, they'll be diamond-shaped, kind of irregular uh, diamonds. Uh, they'll be brown with gray in them, and uh, that's evidence uh, for sure, sure, that you have gray leaf spot. You just have to look a little more closely. From 30 feet, you can't confirm it. From 3 feet, you can. Gray leaf spot can be controlled with two fungicides. One is Daconil, and it comes in many different uh, brands. Uh, so that's Daconil, D-A-C-O-N-I-L. The other is a, a, a newer product to the consumer line. It's Azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. And that is labeled for leaf spot diseases on uh, on turf grasses. Azoxystrobin is available in the consumer product lines uh, only as Disease X from Scott's. I normally would not get into specific brand names if there were several, but there's only that one. And so Disease X from Scott's is one, and that's with Azoxystrobin, and there are several Daconil products. Good hardware store, a good independent retail garden center like our sponsor this hour, or a good feed store can help you with one or the other of these. And uh, those are both hot weather problems. This is not take-all root rot. 
This is not take-all root rot. That was back in the spring. Don't confuse those. I had somebody call on my program on KLIF yesterday and have them confused. That's uh, just to get us off to a good start so that we will not have St. Augustine diagnostic questions right off the bat. That uh, always happens, it seems like. Oh, and I see... uh, I see the first question up is going to be the most asked question this week, I can tell already. And and, uh, Ron and Joshua, you stay with me. We'll get to it. Uh, Right now we have Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager from the beautiful Fort Worth Botanic Garden, also of the Botanical Research Institute of Texas on the same grounds. Uh, He is joining us, as he always does, live on Sunday morning. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. And he's going to talk about one of my favorite groups of plants, even from when I was a teenager. And I like them, so let's talk about them. Tell us what you have. Well, these are hardy hibiscus, Neil. Uh, I say hardy because these are hardy even up to zones four and five. Which uh, takes so you all the way to the Great Lakes and beyond, doesn't it? Just about. Yep, so that's right. So they're perfectly hardy in our area. That means they come back year after year, and they give the landscape a nice tropical look during the summer. And we have uh, actually all five of these varieties in our trial garden where we trial different perennials. We have some of them planted elsewhere in the garden. But the first one is Moy Grande, not Mui, but Moy, named after Dr. Moy, a Chinese uh, researcher at the San Antonio Botanic Garden many years ago. But he came up with this variety that has giant dark pink dinner plate-sized flowers on plants that get about five feet tall, five feet wide, this blooms summer through fall, full sun. This is a Texas superstar plant, and the flowers are spectacular. That's a very and nice one. M-O-Y, Moy Grande. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hybridization of a bunch of languages. So there you yes, are. Yes, it is. Yes. It's very pretty, and it's in the nursery trade, folks. You'll find it. The next one really is in the nursery trade as well. It's been very, very popular. Uh, I might add there are people who say, well, Steve promised me these are hardy, and they've they froze. It, it got cold, and they froze, and they're dead now. And, uh, you know, before we go any farther, tell folks what happens to them. Well, uh, maybe they planted uh, the Chinese hibiscus or the tropical hibiscus. No, well, that actually, what right. I was getting at, and I didn't set it up right for you, Steve, they freeze to oh. the ground with the first freeze in the fall, folks, oh, like yeah, a lot of yeah. perennials do, and then they come zooming back in the spring, but they're one of the last perennials to come out in the spring. They come up looking like asparagus shoots in the spring, yes. but they are totally winter hardy. Don't yes. ever think that they will freeze and die here. Uh, because of cold, but they do freeze to the ground. So anyway, yeah. didn't mean to take you off track. What's your second yeah. one? And, and and then those stalks mm-hmm. will need to be cut back. So after a hard freeze in the fall or certainly sometime in the winter, cut those stalks back down to the ground uh, because they're gone, and then new shoots will come up the following spring. Yes. I like to leave about one inch so I know where yeah. they are, so I don't go yeah. in there with my sharpshooter and start planting yeah. tulips or something. I don't know what I'd yeah. be planting, but something. Yeah. That, All that's right. a good point. Plant letter uh, one, B yes. is <laughs> Lord, Lord Baltimore. This oh. one has large red flowers. Again, it blooms summer through frost. Uh, this is an improved sterile hybrid with distinctively lobed leaves. So as a sterile hybrid, that means it, it doesn't produce seeds or fruit, so it can direct all its energy toward more flower production. And again, this one gets about five feet tall by five feet wide. It also is a Texas superstar plant. And then we have three uh, new varieties that we're trialing. I I wouldn't necessarily say say they're new to the uh, nursery industry uh, uh, because these can be purchased at Callaway's. I know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, anyway, we're trying them in our trial garden. The first one is called Midnight Marvel. And this one has large, dark red flowers against dark 
burgundy foliage. And boy, that contrast is beautiful. Uh, this one gets about four to five feet tall, four to five feet wide, does well in full sun and moist, well-drained soil. And again, zones four through nine. So it is perfectly hardy here. And then we have one called Dark Mystery. This has light pink flowers with a red eye against burgundy foliage on plants that also get about five feet tall, five feet wide. And again, plant in full sun and moist, well-drained soil. And then finally, we have Starry, Starry Night. This has light pink flowers with darker pink veins and eyes, and then almost black maple-like leaves that provide striking that provide a striking backdrop for those pink flowers. This one gets about three and a half to four feet tall and wide. And again, you want to plant this in full sun and moist, well-drained soil. So these latter three varieties have dark foliage. One has almost black foliage uh, that, that forms a perfect backdrop for those beautiful flowers. Steve, the first time I saw these was years ago at a friend's house. I was out uh, uh, in their backyard, and I turned and saw these, and you know, at least uh, one or two of the varieties, and it just knocked me over. It's just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes dark foliage on their plants, and these are all, as you can tell, with these uh, four- to five-foot heights, these are for the background of your perennial garden, not not something you use right up front. And, oh, my gosh, to have that kind of a dark background with, with other flowers, things like mm-hmm. um, Goldsturm, uh, Gloriosa daisies in front, that's yes. just a, it's a dazzling display that they make. These are hardy hibiscus or uh, uh, mallows, if you care to call them that. And all of the mallows tend to like uh, uh, highly organic and moist soils. Don't plant them mm-hmm. in a dry hillside somewhere. These, right. are, these are just beautiful. What a great collection of five different plants. And there are lots of others, but these are five of the best. Oh, thank you for bringing those to our listeners today. What else yes. do you have going on in the gardens? Well, we have some exhibits. Uh, Sean Kenny's Nature Connects, built with Lego bricks, is up through August 1. Well, gosh, that's just about another week or so. Yeah. Uh, but we have 15 sculptures of plants, animals, insects, and birds placed throughout the garden. They're fascinating uh stick work is up through the end of the year and well into 2022 uh, this is a beautiful sculpture a huge sculpture almost a maze built out of uh, american uh, elm and rough leaf dogwood and then we have these texas boacs uh, these are 3,000 bee cups that have been installed in the fuller garden that serve as a water station for bees the exhibit is up through november 28th and these bee cups may be purchased from the gift shop in the garden center or in the Brit building. So people can put them in their own landscape and attract bees and give them some water during these hot summer days. Folks, you need to remember, for those few of you who may not be educated yet, we would not exist as a species, humans, if we didn't have bees. Bees, as pollinators, uh, are responsible for our food sources, and uh, one way or the other, directly or indirectly. So we need to do everything we can to help the bees. What is the website for the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? That is fwbg.org. And the 24-hour information phone number? That is 817-463-4160. All right. And then how does somebody come about finding you if they want to get in the car and just drive out to find you? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right. And, Steve, the admission um, is open uh, with the, the fees for admission, but, but there's no timed admissions or anything like that at this point, right? No, correct. You can come up the gate and pay your admission fee and, and come exactly. strolling on to the the, uh, uh, the conveyance to get through the gardens. Yes, we take walking. I got yes. it. Yes. 
Yeah, you take walk in. I got you. Thank yeah. you. That was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. Your your phrase took took three seconds. All right. Yeah. I surely do appreciate all your work, and I love those uh, those hearty hibiscus. Thank you for I taking do time to do yeah. those for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. All right. Bye. All right. That is Steve. All right. Bye bye. That's Steve Huddleston, the uh, you say senior horticulturist, now as public relations marketing director for all of what you just heard. Sponsored today by Sunburst Shutters. If you're thinking about trying to fix up your house, look at the windows first, and maybe just dressing up those windows might make a huge difference. Did it our house? Oh yeah. Sunburst Shutters. This is a uh, Dallas Fort Worth area company that has expanded now to uh, cover Austin, San Antonio, Houston. Houston and Waco, and they have done a beautiful job with sunburst shutters. We got ours about 10 or 11 years ago, and uh, they look as good as the day they were installed. They are custom fit to any opening in your house. They come measure each uh, uh, window. If all the windows are theoretically the same size, they'll measure one and they will tell you what it would cost to have sunburst shutters made for each opening in your home. And if you say, well, that's a bargain, I think I'd like to do that, then they measure each opening in your house individually and they make a shutter for each opening. Because tape and bed work varies. It can vary significantly, enough so you wouldn't want the light leaking around just a conventional shutter that you might have made for you off-site somewhere without uh, without that precise measurement. Uh, but I get off into the weeds here. The fine-tuning uh, is important, but the the, the macro-tuning, the, the important big stuff is these are made of polywood. Polywood is a man-made synthetic material that contains no natural wood, so they don't warp, they don't crack, they're waterproof, they don't get termites, they are colorproof uh, all the way or color uh, fast all the way through, white or off-white, they can be stained, it's a faux stain, they can be painted, they have an automotive paint booth right there in the factory, and they are fabulous. They uh, they revel in getting to uh, build sunburst shutters for unusually shaped windows and other openings. That's sunburst shutters. Nice people. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. I'm Wendy Vanderbeck with Callaway's Nursery in South Fort Worth. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Spiri's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. All right, Wendy, thank you. I see Joanne's question from Flower Mound. Joanne, please, please stay with me. We'll get right to you. I do have two calls ahead of you, but boy, we really need to talk. Ron and Joshua, first call up. How can I help you, sir? Hey, good morning, Neil. I'm currently near yes, camping sir. near Wolf Creek Pass, where it's a cool 48 degrees this morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish you were here. I, when I left town to come up here, the army worms hit my Bermuda in my front yard. My back's mostly St. Augustine. Uh, by the time I saw it on my ring video doorbell and I got my spray guy to go, it would pretty well kill the front. But he sprayed them. He told me that the Bermuda would come back, but I'm sitting here wondering about replacing the Bermuda with St. Augustine when I get home at the end of August. How late can I plant St. Augustine this season and have it survive, assuming we don't have another February freezer like we did before? 
Well, it's not only February and and how cold it gets sometime during the winter. It's also the first freeze of the fall, and when that happens, uh, the the cutoff for planting St. Augustine is about the middle of September, and I'm uncomfortable with recommending planting it much into September. Uh, it would be much right. better if it could be planted in August sometime. Uh, I would not right. encourage anybody to plant St. Augustine. I love St. Augustine. It would be my choice and is my choice, uh, even with all its uh, all its baggage. But I would not yeah. encourage somebody to plant St. Augustine solely because I had an outbreak of armyworms. Armyworms okay. do not kill Bermuda grass. And let me bring everybody up to speed. They don't bother St. Augustine. So there would Correct. be some rationale to, to using St. Augustine because I just don't want armyworms. Uh, armyworms do not kill Bermuda grass. Uh, they, they do a severe pruning. They scalp it. But it'll come back and look great within three or four weeks if you'll fertilize and water. And they right. only show up once every five or six or ten years. Uh, we've gone as long as 20 years between army worm outbreaks. We've had a couple of them in the last three or four years. So I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't rush to judgment on, on the Bermuda just because of army worms. So wait and see how Bermuda does. If I decide to do St. Augustine, because I like it better anyway, do that in the spring? Uh, you could, if you have access to whoever's going to do it for you, you could do it in, uh, you could do it in August. But, you know, okay. from your lofty perch at Wolf Creek Pass, <laughs> you could send your orders down to your lackeys. <laughs> Holy cow. No, I'm not jealous. No, it's 101 here today. No, I'm not jealous. <laughs> I went to school in Fort Collins. I know how it is to be in, uh, in Colorado or any of the mountains. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. here camping and fishing, so hey, I'm Rob. It is nice. I've talked to you a lot. Thanks for helping me out. I'm glad you called. Have a good time. Be well. All right, Thank then. you, sir. Not bitter at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> all right. Let me tell you right now about uh, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is uh, this is my fifth. Uh, this is my fifth book to write, and it's in its fifth printing right now. But it's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. It could be in your mailbox if you order it, but you have to order it from my office, or better yet, by going to my website right now. I think it could be your go-to gardening reference. It's self-published, so I could finally have the book I always wanted for you. It covers every topic of outdoor gardening, from lawns and landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in your lawn during the course of that particular calendar month. It's a it's a perpetual calendar. You know, it, it doesn't tell you what to do on, uh, let me move my stuff here so I can see on my monitor, on July 25, uh, it, it, tells you, it tells you what you need to get done during July. And that's important. People tell me that's the best part of the whole book. Well, that's chapter two. And then 11, 10 other chapters that are comprehensive chapters on trees and shrubs and vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit and vegetables, plus a chapter on the basics of gardening in Texas. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. Also, I had it printed in Texas, in San Antonio, and bound in Texas so that Texans would keep their jobs, not overseas. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. I told you that. You, I sign every copy as it sells. I couldn't do that if it were in stores or on Amazon. Your satisfaction is guaranteed, or you get a full refund of every penny. 67,000 copies so far. I've signed every one of them, except for the very first 
uh, several thousand uh, when it came out initially. That I couldn't get to them all. People wanted the book right then. But otherwise, and not one request for a refund out of the 67000 Books only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. Here are your ways to order it. Uh, go to neilsperry.com or call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, or better yet, Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Foundation Repairs.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Tommy's service today, July 25, is Christmas in July, because we didn't get to, to uh, that's our church, because we didn't get to celebrate Christmas in the sanctuary on December 25. I think that's just such a great idea. So thank you, Pastor Brummett. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. Let me tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years. Mueller metal roofing and steel buildings are made right here in America by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building or even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the good old USA, and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property, and you're supporting local jobs and local families. These are ordinary, hard-working folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. It's uh, 90 years of making customers' dreams come true. If you do that for that long, you must be doing it right. Visit MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. That's Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Tom McLaughlin with Callaway's and Flower Mound, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Tom, very, very much. Appreciate that. And uh, this is a very important uh, time. I'm going to do a quick message that I delivered in Randy uh, Randy's uh, newscast an hour ago. I need to get to the, our newscast right now. And that message is, if you have new nursery stock that you have bought and planted over the last uh, six months, you need to be watering it by hand. And I had uh, somebody uh, send me some photos and say, is there any chance this got overwatered? And I said, no, quite the opposite. This has been underwatered. It was some brand new hollies. 
and uh, you need to water these by hand. Sprinkler irrigation will not cut it for the first couple, maybe three years, years, folks, not just months, not just days, weeks, years. You need to water by hand. If you choose not to believe me, go ahead and tempt fate and try it, and I'll stand by what I'm telling you. I've done this uh, 50, 51 years now in the Metroplex, and commercial radio 44 years, and I also have a lot of landscaping at our home, and, and I've learned the hard way myself. You can't count on sprinkler irrigation to be sufficient for new plantings. The soil balls go down 10 and 12 inches, and sprinkler irrigation doesn't water that deeply. Uh, if it did, you would have a soggy mess of the soil that's adjacent uh, out in the lawn. It just would be overwatering, and so you need to water by hand right onto the soil of the of the shrub or the tree that you have planted. It needs to be watered every two or three days in the temperatures we're having now at 100 degrees every two days. And you need to you need to take a uh, for example, if it came out of a, a, a five gallon container nursery pot, take a five gallon. Um, um, not not a not a mop bucket that looks like five gallons, but an actual five gallon bucket, and see how long it takes to fill that at full volume. And however long that is, that's how long you stand there. You put five gallons of water on a five gallon plant every two days. You will not overwater it. And uh, if it's a ten gallon plant, put ten gallons. It's going to take you probably twenty or thirty seconds at full volume of water to water a new plant properly, 20 or 30 seconds. And I usually come back and water them a second time about uh, 10 minutes later. I go down the row, and I'll come back the row. And it you have to do that. If you don't, you're going to lose the plants, or they'll stall out on you. After they're established and their roots go out into that adjacent soil, then sprinkler irrigation picks it up. So anyway, that's my tip. Don't, uh, don't tempt fate, or you'll end up having to replant yet again. Callaways, fill your flower beds and containers with the bright, long-lasting colors of Cora, XDR, Vinca, Purslane, and more. Get into Callaways today. They have what you need. They'll have those water breakers and water wands. That's where you need to go to get them. It's not on my ad copy, but that's where you can get them. Callaways Nursery makes it fun and easy with their big summer-sized plants that make an instant impact. You'll find select, 6-inch, generous plants for five ninety nine. Callaways has everything you need to give your plants, a, your garden, a fresh, cool pop of color. These cheerful blooms are in a wide variety of colors, and they'll brighten your landscape or your patio. These amazing plants can take the challenging Texas summer. They'll defy the heat. Founded by Tex in Texas by Texans, you can always count on Callaway's Nursery to bring you the very best flowers, trees, and shrubs. And they're all backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee, so they invite you to try something new. Callaway's has everything needed for outdoor success. Shop their open-air location in your community or order online. They even offer convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Go to Callaways.com to find a location near you. Make sure to visit their two new locations in Dallas on Greenville Avenue and on Lemon Avenue. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6. Go in in about half an hour. Callaways Nursery. That's life lived beautifully. They sponsor this entire hour. And I thank him for that. Tell him, Callaways.com. 
It's the stuff. Never ending roller coaster ride with the left. People are talking about. Promise everything, they deliver nothing. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter from my computer directly to your email box on Thursday evenings about 6 o'clock so that you can make ready, make plans for your weekend gardening activities. That way you can pick things up on Friday, be ready to go Friday evening and Saturday whenever you uh, set out to get your work done. Uh, I will tell you right now, I'll be doing a story on army worms this week. I can tell (laughs) because they've come up in each of my programs this weekend. And uh, you always have a featured question of the week, you have a featured plant of the week, and you also have a, uh, a list of gardeners, uh, gardening this weekend. It's kind of a checklist of things that need to be done, a short checklist of the 10 or 12 things that are most critical for that exact weekend. There are a couple of other stories, always five stories in each eGardens. Take a look at it. I think you'll like it. The way you sign up for it is right where you can see what it looks like. And that's on my website at neilsperry.com. Same place you go to buy my book, but in this case, you click on the eGardens tab. N-E-I-L S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Fort Worth is working to improve its emergency response time. I'm Dennis Martin. Uh, at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. Construction is closed to HOV lanes, both east and westbound I-30, between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. Another construction project blocks Highway 67's HOV lanes in both directions, between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. The WBAP forecast. Sunny and hot today. High temperature 101. Tonight, clear, muggy. Overnight lows 78 or so. Tomorrow, that's Monday, it'll be sunny. It'll be hot. And the high temperature will hit 102. But it'll feel much hotter than that. 105. Maybe it'll feel like 107 or so. The Fort Worth Fire Department and MedStar working with the Fort Worth Police Department to improve emergency response times. Fort Worth residents are now able to call a backup emergency number if 911 is taking too long. The 911 communication centers across the country are having difficulty staffing their centers. So having a backup system like this in place will definitely help. Matt Savatsky with MedStar says the backup number will connect you to the fire department or the MedStar communication center so they can complete the call, provide instruction on what to do while waiting, and respond to the scene. The backup number is 817-923-6699. Kat Bunzire, WBAP News. Several states have scaled back their reporting on COVID-19, just as the number of cases across the country tripled with the Delta variant of the virus spreading quickly. Florida, Nebraska, Iowa, South Dakota have all switched to weekly instead of daily reporting and cut back on what it is they report. Meanwhile, the government reports the average number of new virus cases nationwide went from 11,500 to 38,000 in the last week or so. From the WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update at 9 o'clock, 24-7 news coverage at WBAP.com. 
All right, Dennis, thank you very, very much. Let me tell you right now about Silverback Painting and Staining. Your time is running out if you're going to use the services of this company, and I'll tell you exactly why. It is owned and operated, and the uh, chief personnel officer, in fact, I might say the entire crew, is our grandson, Alex Evans, earning some money for his second year at Texas A&M. He is a construction science major, and he needs some money for his second year at Texas A&M. Have you heard that it costs money to go to college in this day and age? Alex is one hard-working young man. He grew up painting and staining alongside his dad, and that's how he's earning his money. He knows his way around. And I hope if you have interest in having your fence, garage door, uh, shutters, patio covers, corvals, uh, uh, stained or painted, I hope you'll hire Alex Evans. Uh, he can do wrought iron fences. You know how rusty wrought iron fences get? He's done that for many years. He's 19 years old and acts like a 25-year-old veteran. He is really well-skilled. I used him uh, to do some some uh, um, power washing on our driveway last summer. And, oh, my goodness, he's good. They uh, He can also do exteriors and interior painting. He just can do just about anything you ask of him. He's that kind of a kid and a very, very nice young man. You'll enjoy meeting him. Now, he needs to work, if at all possible, in Collin County. That's where he lives. Uh, all of his profits go toward his college funds at Texas A&M. So if you're an Aggie and would like to support an Aggie in the making, Alex Evans is your man. Silverback painting and staining. And uh, that's 469 452 98, 92, and uh, he'll be heading back to College Station here in the next few weeks, so don't delay. He has a few time spaces open. 469-452-9892, Silverback Painting and Staining. You can call right now, 469-452-9892. Hear about it. Talk about it right here. This whole left, they're nothing but buffoons, and the media won't call them out for that. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. For the finest in tree work, you need Arborological Services. These are the people who do all of the tree work at our house and have for 20 or more years. I am so pleased to tell you about this company because I know that your trees will be so well served. Three of their men have been named Arborists of the Year for the State of Texas. Steve Hauser, who is the owner and founder of Arborological Service, uh, Services, uh, Kevin Bassett, who has been there since day one as well, and also Russell Peters. The, and who has his master's degree in oak wilt. These are people who know the tree industry better than anybody. Sure, there are other tree companies out there, but nobody has the credentials of arborological services. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. Wow. And their crews go out all across the Metroplex each day. Uh, they have an 11-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion. That's Miguel Pastanez, and Miguel leads the crew that comes to our house. Oh, my goodness gracious, you are going to be so grateful for the lead I'm giving you here on your tree work. I have so many nice comments that people have said here on the air and have sent to me. The phone number is sometimes a little hard to find on the website. I'm just going to give it to you right now so you'll have it for sure. They are strictly a local company, but they have a toll-free number just because of all the local area codes. It's 
888-888-7267. That's Arborological Services. They're on my website if you ever have a hard time finding them. 866-552-7267. On the web, it's arborological.com. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter at The Tree Experts, and uh, again, 866-552-7267, Arborological Services. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Lynn from the South Arlington Store, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Lynn, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines now, and we have John in Grapevine. John, this is Neil. Thanks for being so patient. How can I help you? Uh, Good morning, Neil. Uh, I've got, every year I buy two Mandevilles. This year, the first one got some powdery stuff at every leaf juncture. We go on vacation, come back, and that plant has, has now died. Hmm. The second plant now has it on up the vine. Every everywhere there's a pair of leaves. There's this white powdery looking stuff, and I'm wondering what that might be and how can I get rid of it. Do you know what mealybugs look like? Well, I don't know what they look like, but my my wife pointed her phone at this at one of these and that's what came up on her phone i just don't know how to get yeah, mealybugs uh, are uh, they love mandevillas uh, mandevillas uh, it's one reason i don't try to overwinter mandevillas in my greenhouse because they when you get them indoors right. uh without natural predators which obviously have not found your plants yet uh your mealybugs but i'll bet that's mealybugs if you take a little tiny stick or a toothpick and press on one of these, my guess would be that you'll get a yellow ooze coming out of it. I don't think you're going to find it to be powdery unless they're dead. Um, and if that's the case, that would be mealybugs. They are okay. um, they are really prone to mealybugs. Um, and, and so the first time you see one of these, it, it, they're a scale insect. It's a soft-bodied scale insect. Uh, they are not immobile, but they are very slowly mobile. There is a crawler stage, and that crawler stage is very tiny. Um, they move around, and then they will affix themselves to the leaves and to the stems, mainly the stems in this case, and um, then the the babies will be under mama, and, and they're protected, and so it's kind of hard to get them under control. The best way to control them is with a systemic insecticide, uh, that gets into the the sap of the plant, and so when they start sucking on the the plant, they they get some of that sap and it kills them. The most common uh, systemic insecticide is one called imidacloprid, I M I D A C L O P R I D. It's very common, easy to find, and uh, that's what I would use. I would just use a small trigger bottle and and uh, uh, spray the plant with that. Where you have access to these, and when the plant, where the plant is alive and and vigorous, you can't bring a dead plant back. But but I would right. take, uh, I'd put some of it into a little um, Dixie cup or something, and and uh, use a cotton swab to to rub off as many as you can. And I think I think that's what you have, and I think that's probably going to be your best control. They're okay. they're insidious in that it's very hard to eliminate them. It takes three or four. Uh, 
attempts with what I've recommended, doing it the way I recommended. They're really a problem on crotons and on coleus and several other plants, but mandevillas are up at that top echelon also. All right. Now, is Callaway's going to carry this? Absolutely. Imidacloprid? Uh, Imidacloprid. Yeah, tell them that you have mealybugs. Uh, do do press on them first and make sure that there is something liquid inside. And like I okay. say, uh, if you find a few that are dry and flaky, it may be that they are dead. They may have lived their life cycle. But keep uh, pressing on four or five of them, and my guess is you'll uh, press uh, several that will have the yellow uh, fluid in them, and those will be the living ones, and, and that will tell you for sure what you have. Or Google okay. uh, Google mealybugs uh, online, and, and you can compare. You can look with a hand lens. You can probably see the legs. All right. That's what I needed. There you go. Good luck with them. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Let me go to Joanne in Flower Mound. Let me give you the phone number, and uh, I'm going to take my last break for the hour after I talk to Joanne. She's waited a long time. It's 800-288-WBAP. We have two open lines, 800-288-9227. Joanne, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, how can I help you? Yes, I love my trees, but they have presented a leaf problem in my backyard. All the leaves go to my patio. Okay. And so I need to trim them lower than the roof line in my front yard. And I noticed toward the nobules before they have the new sprouts coming from, they're right at the roof line. So I need to cut it a little lower because it's going to sprout up again. Okay, so these have been tops. Kill it. <laughs> yeah, these these you couldn't kill it if you had to. These are crepe myrtles. These have been okay. topped before, in other words. Uh, no, well, I've just had them trimmed. Not haven't had this problem before, so I've just kept them trimmed and pruned, so to speak. Okay. Um, what what I would. What I would encourage you to do, I can't see the crepe myrtles, and so I'm, I'm just going to give you generic information, Joanne. Sure. Um, the, the recommendation that those of us in the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney Foundation make, and I have it on our website. I wrote what's there on, on pruning crepe myrtles. It's crepemyrtletrails.org, C-R-A-P-E, um, is that nothing much ever be taken off the tops of crepe myrtles. Uh, there are about 130 or more varieties of crepe myrtles, and they vary in height at maturity with no pruning from two, two and a half feet all the way to 40 feet. And so there's a crepe myrtle for any use. And when we get one that's too tall, the best thing to do is either move it or remove it uh, and throw <laughs> it away and, and not, to, not, to, not to prune it. Because when you prune it, uh, you ruin the, the shape of it, and you get very erratic growth back. If it's genetically a plant that wants to be 30 feet tall, it's going to be 30 feet tall. You can't stop that. And when you start trying to prune it, it's going to grow right back, and, and instead of having one shoot that goes to 30 feet or whatever, pick the number, whatever this one's trying to do or these are trying to do, it's going to have eight eight shoots, and they're going to be weaker, and they're going to be odd-looking, especially five months during the winter when they're bare. And so 
Um, I, I just, I've, I've never recommended any kind of pruning off the top of a crepe myrtle. It's just not, not good practice. It will delay you know, the bloom. It, it delays the bloom and it, it causes them to be misshapen. So well, that's not the answer I, you wanted. I know. Go ahead. Well, uh, I have never liked where people just square it off at the top. I thought right. that the most right. ugly thing there is to do. So I always just kind of barely pruned a little bit to little, to round it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But And so it's, it's just growing right straight up. There's not anything to really uh, to harm the shape of it. Should I cut well, it off? Well, let me ask you: Do you have trees out in the yard as well as the house behind it? No, it's not. It's not pinched in a canyon of of uh, no. It's in my front flower bed all by itself with rose bushes. All right, and and what's beyond it, ten feet farther out in the yard? Nothing. All right. Um, what I did with my Catawba crepe myrtle, uh, not Catalpa, but Catawba, the the purple variety was I dug it and moved it where it, it got it got to a point where it was growing straight up. And uh, I knew I, I it had been there 30 years, and, and one tree had overgrown its space. Um, and, and so I moved that crepe myrtle. It, I had to hire somebody well, to help me. Well, you could have, but I can't. <laughs> I hired, well, hear me, I hired. No, to, and I can't do that either. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's the best I have for you. If you want to prune it, uh, go ahead and prune it. Uh, try to do it at different heights. This is not my recommendation. I want to go on record. Anybody listening? <laughs> no, I'm I'm not laughing. I'm as serious as I can no, be. No, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I'm as serious that's as why I can I'm be. Calling you. You're, go you're go ahead. King. Yeah, but I'm you're you're chuckling. I'm not. I just need that on the record too. Go ahead and and prune it, but don't prune the branches at the same height. Uh, if you need to remove a branch to bring the height down, make the cut flush with another branch so that you don't leave a stub. It's when we leave the stubs that we get these, these tuning forks of new growth. That's that's okay. where the, the, the shape is destroyed. It's kind of hard okay. to describe it without seeing a photo or without seeing the tree, but but that might help and, and might buy you another year. But it's, it's going to be tough. There yeah, are plenty well, of times two of that them I see... that are just covering my patio, and yeah. I'm, I just need them lower. Well, there are times that I tell people, as much as I love crepe myrtles, that's probably not, and I'm not saying that to you, but there are plenty of times that I tell people that's not the right plant for there. It, it should have been I a crepe myrtle, but a much there. smaller one. Yeah. So that's I the best I can do there. to help. I inherited that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the, now, that's let me the best. Ask you this. What time yeah. of the year is better to do that? Doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't it's, matter. It's all, all the same. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got to run. I appreciate your call. Thank Good you, luck sir. with it. You bet. You bet. All right, phone number. Have all the lines open right now. Nobody filled in after the last one. I think they were intent on listening to what I told her. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I have um, a lot of information on the proper pruning of crepe myrtles in the book. And I, I am a just... My heart bleeds for this wonderful plant that's been so abused. She's not trying to abuse it. Uh, there are people who don't have any idea and and uh, do abuse them, but that that's not the voice of a, an abuser of crepe myrtles. She's a sweet lady. Anyway, there are uh, 344 pages in my book that cover everything from lawns and landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. And uh, so it covers everything 
for all of Texas, every county. This is not just for the Metroplex. It's the whole state. And it talks about the climate, the soils, the hardiness zones, and why I think the latest USDA hardiness zone map is out of whack. And uh, this year sure proved that. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And then specific and detailed chapters on trees and shrubs, vines and ground covers, annuals and perennials, lots of charts in the annuals and perennials chapters, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. You buy it from my website or you buy it by calling my office. I sign the book and my wife and I get a mail taken to the post office. And satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll give you a full refund. 67,000 copies sold to date. No request for refund. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. I really would recommend you go ahead and get it ordered now so you'll be ready for fall landscaping and gardening activities. Here are the two ways to buy it. One is uh, is by calling the office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. And the other is by going to my website. This is the better way at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. If you enjoy birds, wild birds, and watching them in your own landscape, you need to go to Wild Birds Unlimited. You know, there are lots of places that have a rack of bird feeders. Over there. It's back in the corner, back there. Um, or maybe they have uh, a hummingbird feeder. It's over on that side, over there. And that's it. Maybe at the grocery store you see a hummingbird feeder just displayed along with the dog food. Well, let me tell you, Wild Birds Unlimited, the whole place is about birds, and the whole place is filled with people who are laughing and having fun, and the people who work there love birds. They'll share that enthusiasm with you. There are three of their Wild Birds uh, in Unlimited uh, stores that joined together to sponsor my broadcasts here and on KLIF. And uh, they are in McKinney, Birdie's store, Cheryl uh, uh, Miller. And, uh, oh, my goodness, she is just fabulous. That's at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, near Tom Thumb, right beside Tom Thumb. And uh, just one, one store away. And uh, they're open Monday through Saturday. 3001 South Harden, just south of El Dorado Parkway, and that's just, uh, oh, about a mile north of Rayburn Tollway. In Dallas, 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, that's the northwest corner of Abrams. That's Ron's store, and Ron's had that store for a long, long time. And in Dallas, 5715 West Lover's Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center, and that's just west of the tollway, and David's had that store a long time. These are great stores, and they can help you with hummingbird feeders, the high-perch hummingbird feeders, best it gets. All wonderful stores, Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together. 
We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Paul from the Richardson Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Speary's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. All right. Thank you, Paul. Well, we are right up against the end of the hour. For this hour, we have Dennis and Wiley Sherry in St. Joe up along the Red River. And we will be back with one more hour of my program. Stay tuned, if you will. We'll get directly to them and to you, hopefully. Stay tuned. News is next. <music> 